Welcome to Namaste Podcast. I'm Katie J, and I'm a mindset mentor, manifestation coach, and meditation guide. I'm here to help you become the best version of yourself so you can live a life of overflowing joy, peace, love, and prosperity. If you're looking to create a life fueled by happiness, driven by joy, and flowing with the abundance of the universe, then you have come to the right place. Because we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, my goal with this podcast is to help you shed any layers of doubt, fear, and suffering that have accumulated in your mind-body so that you can finally experience your most authentic self. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of personal empowerment and high-vibe spiritual growth. I will provide you with stories, tools, and strategies from myself and people just like you. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's begin. All right. On the podcast today, we have Bettina Davis. Bettina, would you mind just introducing yourself and letting us know where it is you're calling in from? Yeah, absolutely. So like she said, I'm Bettina Davis. I am calling in from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wonderful. And uh, you mentioned that you're from Minnesota. Are you from Minneapolis originally? Yes, I am. Born and raised. My mom, also born and raised, and my dad, and then my grandparents as well. Nice. Awesome. Um, Would you mind just giving us a brief overview of your story? What it is that, that drove you to end up where you are today with your work, with your life, all that good stuff? I guess I could start with middle school. I feel like that'd be a good place to start. And it'll be like just a really quick synopsis of that. Um, My parents got divorced when I was around eight. And for a lot of kids, I feel like that would have been hard, especially on mental health, but it was better for my mental health just because they were not like, they were not good together. They were very argumentative. They were very, um, it was very, it was a hostile living environment. My dad was abusive and I just couldn't figure out why they were like this outside of like, you know, alcohol. Um, so as I grow up, I realized that a lot of people in the black community are faced with mental health issues. It turns out, um, I've found out recently that my dad is bipolar and he has actually decided to get help for that. But that is what caused a lot of issues early in my childhood. And so I talk a lot and I'm a huge advocate for mental health, especially in the black community, because it is so important to be well. And it is so important to state that you're not well, you know, like some people will want to hide it. There's a lot of people who pretend like, um, it's just, you know, it's like, like a lot of people will say, just pray and go to church and you'll be okay in the black community and a lot of communities of color. Mm -hmm. But the truth is there's a lot more that goes into it. Prayer to whatever you believe in, in spiritual guidance is also very important, but we have to acknowledge those mental health issues. So, um, I like I knew that that there was something else going on. I always felt extremely tired 
and extremely depressed and unmotivated. And it's because I had um, major depressive disorder and then like very serious anxiety caused by um, a lot of relationship trauma. And because of that, I decided to go to school for psychology. And the reason being is not only because of my own trauma, my family's trauma, but also just always like wanting to be there for my friends, wanting to be an, an ear to them and just talking about different issues. And so I went, to psycho- I went to school for psychology and what I really wanted to do with my life was I wanted to be a therapist, but that wasn't in the cards. When I left school, I got into the world of marketing and that's what I'm doing now. But then it was a very toxic environment within a lot of marketing agencies. And so I decided to go freelance. And right now I do a lot of social media marketing for a lot of wellness, um, wellness brands, massage therapists. And then I also on my personal platform and blog, I constantly talk about mental health. I talk about wellness and I talk about um, women empowerment and then black women and empowerment as well. I love that. It kind of sounds like you, even though in the beginning you weren't able to do the route that you originally thought being a therapist, you're still able to utilize your skills in digital marketing to um, impact the world in that world of wellness. Yes, absolutely. That was the goal. (laughs) I love it. So you mentioned that you want to touch on real wellness versus consumer wellness. Can you elaborate Mm -hmm. on what that means? Absolutely. So um, right now, and let me think, I'm trying to think it was, I want to say it was about mid, maybe mid 2017, like towards the end, wellness um, started to become a very buzzword, trendy thing. Like towards the end of 2017, people figured out that they could package up wellness and just sell it to people as products. Like, so, um, for instance, Dove has a lot of campaigns that talk about when you need a self care bath or all of a sudden everyone started making all these bath bombs and really like co-opted what wellness really is, you know, like which wellness isn't always products. It's not always consumerism. It's not, it's not always capitalism. Yes. Those things are small tools that you can also use. Cause I, I'm going to be honest. I live like when I'm not doing well, when I have depression, and anxiety, I live in, I live in a bathtub. Like I will sit in a bathtub for like a couple of hours and it'll be beautiful. It'll be great. But there's other things that I need. And sometimes it's just the water. It's not like the products in the water. And so I just want to put a big emphasis on like us really talking about wellness as a community without talking about a product. Like it's understandable to talk about service. Like um, there are Reiki healers, there are acupuncturists, there are massage therapists, there are artists who create and draw art. There are photographers who create on wellness, but it's not just all about, Hey, like this is a really like this, this shampoo is proven to help you like with your anxiety. This, this conditioner is proven to make you feel happier and you need to feel happier. And it's just like the consumer wellness has also created this weird vacuum. That's called like, um, I call it positive vibes only. It's where people like the consumer world and now like even in the social media world will say things like, 
that are really like, um, they're really actually, it's, it's toxic happiness. So like saying things like positive vibes, like, oh, positive vibes only, that's saying that people aren't allowed to have feelings, that they aren't allowed to experience sadness and experience depression. And those things are important to experience in that moment because that experience helps you heal and it helps you find ways to deal with that, that issue and that trauma and what the deeper trauma is. So I just, um, I really like talking about real wellness versus uh, what can, what capitalism has made wellness out to be. Absolutely. So for someone who is looking at consumer wellness and they're looking at all of these ads and, you know, you need this meditation cushion and you need this bubble bath and you need this skincare, whatever, to feel happy and pretty. What would you tell someone who is flicking through Instagram and getting all of those mixed messages? One, of the, one thing that I actually, that I actually picked up from a, a podcast that I listened to and it's that I tell them like, well, I'd ask them, actually, I'd, I'd ask them, do you feel like you're enough? Because I don't feel like I'm enough. And most of us don't feel like we're enough. And that's why we turn to this consumer, this consumer wellness, because it's a quick fix for us not feeling enough. You know, and so I would ask them that question. And it doesn't matter what the answer is. The answer could be like, like, who do you think you are asking me if I'm enough? The answer could be like, well, I don't know. I've never really thought of that. But despite what the answer is, what matters is the fact that those products aren't going to help you at the end of the day. They're not going to be your saving grace. You know, they're not going to be what makes you feel more beautiful. They're not going to be what makes you feel less depressed. They're not going to be what makes you feel like the world is a better place. What's going to make you feel that way is it's you. And it's like, whatever's going on inside you. So I'd be, I'd also give them a list of all these women who post words. Like all they do is post words on Instagram. And sometimes that's much better for us to consume than products. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, is there someone that comes to mind who you would recommend people follow or um, connect with on Instagram? Who mm, This might be, a, it might be a biased plug because I work for her. Was kind of his bias plug. But, um, <laughs> there's Lauren Ash and the Black Girl and Ohm team. Mm. So, like, I, I also do, I'm a digital strategist for Black Girl and Ohm, and I am an advocate for every, for a lot of words they've put up because a lot of them have helped me through dark times. And everyone is, everyone already knows, um, Ru- Ruby, oh, I always forget her last name. Kap- Ruby Kapoor. Kapoor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I read her book in an hour one of her books. And I was just like, like I cried, I laughed. I went through all the emotions because the biggest thing that we, like the best thing that we have is we, we have each other. We have us women who are going through the same experiences. And if we don't know how to really voice those experiences, we have each other. And so those two come to mind right off the bat. I should have wrote them down, honestly. Tell me more about Black Girl and Ohm. What is, what is their, um, their site about? Okay, so you you would absolutely love Black Girl in Ohm. And it's just, it's literally, it's about wellness, self-care. Um, Lauren Ash is this, uh, is this beautiful woman, and she's actually born and raised in Minnesota. Now she lives in um, Chicago. That's where Black Girl in Ohm is, was founded. And it's just, it's all about, like, 
different aspects of wellness when it, when it pertains to black women. I love it. So as a digital, as a digital strategist, what is it that you do? Like who, who should come to you for help? With my career, I do digital strategy and then I do social media strategy and social media communications. And so what I do is I come up with all the, trying to think about how to say this, all the different ways we can go about a campaign, right? So um, I'm just going to try to make one up off the top of my head. Let's say it's International Women's Day, March 11th. And we want to make, like, let's say me and you are working on something together. We want to make a campaign that really, like, hones in on the importance of community during that day. So I'll go and I'll research what our target audience looks like on social platforms and overall digital. I will research what other brands have done to get the buzz, to get the buzz going about that subject. And then I will also research um, the numbers, like the actual analytics behind those strategies. And after that, I can come up with a detailed plan with goals, intentions, and then results as to like, as to how we're promoting this. Nice. So where, where, what are those tools? Cause as someone, I feel, so I'm, I've been doing my own digital marketing strategy. I don't, I do help a few other people, but it's not the type of thing that I'm like, I didn't go to school for it. I'm kind of just figuring it out on my own. And so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, still discovering tools every single day. So is there a tool that works really well for you that, or works really well for your clients that you feel like mm-hmm. has really helped to enhance people's reach? Yeah, absolutely. So out of the listening platforms, okay, and this is not, um, this is not a promo, just so everyone knows. Right. <laughs> This is not a sponsorship. I wasn't paid to say this uh, at all. My favorite out of all the listening platforms, like there's a there's Sprout Social, there's Hootsuite, there's eClencher, there's um, there's one other, but it wasn't. It's not that great, so I can't remember what it is. But Sprout Social is my absolute favorite. It has the beautiful, like the most beautiful platform. You can use it for social listening in real time. And what social listening is, it's when you're able to put in a keyword and you're able to see what your audience, if your audience is talking about that keyword, if it's popular, if it's popping and all that stuff. And so I recommend Sprout Social and I recommend actually using its listening capabilities because a lot of people don't do that. What does that mean? What is the listening capability? So it's like, it's like when you, so there are, okay, so there are different things that people are always saying online, right? Like people are always like writing different things like on different topics online. There is a section where if you put in a keyword, you are able to see what those people are saying. And so that's basically called listening, right? Even though we're seeing it, it's actually listening to what our, our community is saying and what our community wants. Oh, like through hashtags or just through scanning posts and that kind of thing? Just through what they say. Like, um, okay, so let's say I, uh, my tweet is, I bought the new Sephora, Sephora blue line. That was weird because I don't even know if, I don't even know that's a real thing. <laughs> but, um, so then I'm, so then I'm like the blue, the blue line people like I'm like like I want to know more about the blue line I want to know if the blue line is getting 
traffic. And so I just put in blue line as a keyword and whoever's tweet that is, they it pops right up, whether they hashtag it or not. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you use that to, to, as a platform to kind of manage all the accounts that you help people to grow and, and that kind of thing. Yes. Nice. So tell me more about, um, you know, we talked about the consumerism part of wellness and I'm just, I'm curious what parts of wellness, what parts of your wellness practices have really worked for you? Oh my gosh. Um, therapy. I love, I love therapy and people look down on therapy. People think you have to be real crazy to go to therapy, but we're all crazy in our own way. And so I love therapy. Um, like I said, I do take, I do take a lot, like I do take a lot of baths right now at the place I'm at. I don't have a bath that I can be in. So that is, that is like, that's been hard for me to deal with. But for me, it's something about the water. Water is so calming to me. And I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's always been a very calming force to me. And you just have to figure out what that element is that's calming for you. Like some people it's like human, like physical touch, like a hug does the trick. You know, some people it's like a tall glass of water, just something that really like, that really calms you and really makes you aware. Cause the most important part about wellness is being aware of what's going on and not in your head. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely noticed the water element as well. I don't, I haven't had a bathtub in a really long time, but living, I live a mile from the beach. So even just going and playing in the ocean and just letting the waves kind of wash over me and, you know, feeling that stillness in between the sets of waves. And you're absolutely right. Like you don't even need the bubbles Mm -hmm. necessarily. It's just the water holding Mm -hmm. so calming. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. I want to be by the ocean. That's yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> we'll definitely come down for a visit. <laughs> oh, I would love to. So tell me more about what um, your goals are for the future, what it is that you're manifesting for your future. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm like, I have been manifesting, a, like, I have just been, like, on a rampage trying to manifest like and really trying to be grateful also for the things I have now so I can receive the other things I want but I really I really want to own at least three companies within the next two years um, I want them all to be well in this space I already kind of know what I want to do for two of them and then I really just want to make a uh, lifestyle blogging and influencing more of a full-time career. So I have time to hang out with my sisters and my friends and I'm not in an office because I'm not a fan of being in an office. Um, I really want to get more clients for social media marketing. And I am like overall just wishing for optimal, optimal and like manifesting optimal health for my family and trying to get them on a healthy dieting and eating routine just because I have two sisters who have chronic illnesses. One has MS and one has Crohn's and they are the loves of my life. And so manifesting for them to have good health, health every day is my, that's why I saved it for last. That's my biggest manifestation. That's the thing I care about most in my life. And health includes 
both physical and mental health, I would imagine. Absolutely. Because of course, both of those things also come with a lot of mental health. And my family is very prone to mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you, you mentioned that um, you're focusing a lot on gratitude, uh, can you kind of expand upon that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, I feel like we get, so, we get really caught up day to day in just not just wanting more, right? Like we're a society that keeps wanting more. Like, Oh, I would like, I'd like, I like, I have a pair of shoes. Now I want more. I have a new jacket. Now I want more, but really living in that moment and looking at like what you have, like whether it's like your relationships, your friendships, like the, the things that are coming to into your life and just looking and being like, wow, like, I am so happy. This is in my life right now. I am so happy. Like this person's in my life and just being really, really grateful instead of letting like letting this whole, um, this whole like more, more, more Americanized way of thought really cloud in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from my experience, the, the vibration of gratitude is so, so strong too. And I, you know, I really appreciate you bringing up earlier, you talked about how it's really unhelpful for people to say positive vibes only. And Mm -hmm. because I think instead of trying to shove those negative emotions down, it's so important to figure out what triggered them. Absolutely. Yeah. And then to, and then to allow those emotions to play out in your body and not try to force them or shove them down because I mean, we all know what happens when you shake a soda can and then open it. Like it's just going to end up coming out in an explosive way. But um, yeah, that slow release of emotions. And then I teach what I teach my students is like allow those emotions to play out in your body. It usually takes about two to 10 minutes for that emotional cocktail. I call it a bioctail. It's just like chemicals pulsing mm. through your body to allow them to settle in. And then you can kind of, then you can start to shift your, focus towards things like gratitude, right? Like, oh, thank goodness that person's in my life so they can teach me how to experience emotion, you know? Yes, absolutely. Do you have a specific gratitude practice or anything? Right now, mine, mine is just like, it's just a mantra. Like I've tried gratitude meditation. I've tried a lot of things, but right now I just, I just over and over again, because I mean, um, my, my art teacher used to always say practice makes permanent instead of perfect because there isn't anything that can ever be perfect. But um, I just say, like, I am grateful for this moment. I am grateful for these people. I am grateful for this life. And I have to say that over and over and over again in my head or if nobody's around, I say it out loud. And sometimes even if people are around, I say it out loud because... <laughs> Because who cares? Because I have no filter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I, I love that. I, I love that you use mantras and affirmations because, you know, especially I am affirmations are so powerful because they're, they, whatever follows I am is how you identify. But what a lot of people don't get is the, the repetition aspect of it. They yes. think like, oh, I'll just say this mantra and everything will be fine but what you're doing is un you're basically undoing years and years and years of conditioning yes yeah so it's really powerful 
Mm-hmm. So where can people go to learn more about you, Bradina? Oh, yeah. So I, okay, well, I, I love Instagram. I'm not going to lie. Because, you know, some people will be like, will be like, oh, yeah, like social media is okay. No, I love Instagram. So you can always find me there at B-T-H-E-B-R-E-T-T-I-N-A. That is the Bertina. Um, and you can find me at my blog, which is www.thebertina.com as well. Ah, short and simple. I love it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Oh, before we sign off, I just wanted to know what sign are you? I am a, um, a Libra. Girl, I knew it. Stop. Are you really? I'm a Libra. Really? I knew it. When you said the water thing, I was like, no, nope, she's a Libra. I just knew it. I was going to ask. I'm mad. I didn't ask. I knew it. I'm so glad I'm still recording. <laughs> oh, girl. Yes. Yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. When's your birthday? September 25th. I'm October 12th. Oh, I love that you're right after my mom. Oh, nice. That's so funny. Yeah, I I didn't even, is that like, is water something that Libras really connect with? I didn't even know that. It's really weird because we're, we're air signs, but something, I think it's like, I think it's a transition, like when water is transitioning. So like when you said waves mm-hmm. and me, when I'm in the bathtub, I pretend like I'm like, I create waves with my hands. Mm. It's something about the transitioning for us. Cause my mom is the same way too. And almost every Libra I've ever met, I've asked them like, how do you feel about water? Like, and they're like, oh, I love the water. It's so, it calms me. It's like my place. So you know, know. That's, that's really interesting because I feel like there's always this, um, you know, the stigma that black people don't swim or don't like water. And it's something that I've battled with my entire life because I've always wanted to be a mermaid. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And it's, so it's weird that like, because my dad used to say that to us too. He's he's like, I don't know what's wrong with you girls because black people don't swim. And I was just like, one day I'm going to turn into a mermaid. I'm going to swim away from you, dad, because you don't know what you're talking about. Just watch me. Yes. If you enjoyed this episode of Namaste Podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you took a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your phone and added it to your Instagram story. Tag at Namaste Podcast and help us spread love and light all over this world. As always, head on over to namastepodcast.com for donation-based meditations to explore my courses and coaching programs and to view episode summaries. Also, if you think the world needs more good energy like what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on your app of choice. Five stars means you loved it and writing a short review means you double loved it. Thanks for stopping by today. I'll see you next time. Namaste.